there's actually a lot of people that are on food stamps. And in America, there's 22% of the population is on food stamps. So that's 54 million Americans that are on food stamps. Imagine living your normal day and getting your car fueled up on demand. Seriously, check out LA Startup Refill Fuel and enter code WeRLATech for $10 off. That's Refill Fuel. It's amazing. Literally, you can be anywhere and have your gas totally topped off the tank and not even have to deal with it. No more gas stations to go to refillfuel.com. That's R-E-F-I-L-L-F-U-E-L.com. Code we are LA Tech for $10 off. We could not do this without the community believing in our vision together. We Are LA Tech is independently funded, funded by you, the community. So to support We Are LA Tech, go to patreon.com slash we are LA Tech. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash we are LA Tech. Hello, we are LA Tech listeners. As I'm sure you can tell by the sound of my voice, I am not Esprit. This is Matt Mayberry from Dopamine Labs, the only company using AI neuroscience to make apps more addicting. We have a great show today with the founder and CEO of All EBT, and we're going to get right into it. So Eli, introduce yourself. It's great to be here. Thank you, everybody, for making this happen. My name is Eli, and I am the founder of All EBT. All EBT is a smart wallet. For food stamps. So when you say smart wallet, what does that mean? So it's a digital wallet. It's a digital wallet for food stamps. Does that mean that people can use it in a point of purchase or point of sale, use it online? How does somebody on EBT go about using all Right. EBT? So for everybody that's not on EBT, there's actually a lot of people that are on food stamps. And in America, there's actually 22% of the population is on food stamps. So that's 54 million Americans that are on food stamps. And the way food stamps works is you get a EBT card, electronic benefits card. Okay. And it looks like a debit card, but it doesn't work like a debit card. You can only use it at certain stores and you can't use it online. So you have food stamps and you have money on your card, a couple hundred dollars every month, but you can't buy anything online. Can't buy anything on Amazon can't buy anything on Costco, can't buy anything on anywhere online. You can't, can't use any of these cool new apps to like order food and get it delivered to your, wherever you're at. So we're basically solving that problem for people that are on food stamps. So it sounds like traditionally you could only purchase uh, at a brick and mortar store. So you could walk down to your neighborhood grocer exactly. or market. And now you want to bring that to anything that's online, allow people this total purchasing freedom. Exactly. So LA is a big place. And if you get out of Santa Monica and out of the West side, you'll notice that people don't have like organic fresh food at their fingertips. So, you know, if you're living in East LA or South Central, you know, there's like a food desert or it's, it's difficult to get like the organic stuff that you want. So, you know, there's a lot of problems with food stamps in general. Mm-hmm. They can be political. They can be uh, health-wise. There's a lot of problems with food stamps and social services. We're not trying to fix all those problems. The only thing that we're trying to do is make it easier, make it possible for people to buy stuff using their mobile phone with their food stamps, uh, food stamp credits. That's amazing. 
Um, yeah. It's a very interesting problem. So you said 54 million Americans are currently on food yeah, stamps. That's a lot of people. 54 million. 54 million is a lot. You said 22 percent. 22%, of the yeah, roughly. So why they're, is this? They're, they're spending $126 billion. $126 that's $126 billion. That's amazing. Every year. So why for you, why this problem? Why is all EBT the thing that you wanted yeah, to do? Yeah, this is building? Now this is this is something that you know, I I grew up in LA and uh, you know, I got really lucky and just by just by coincidence, the first job I got right out of college was at a startup. And it was at it was at a startup called AdMob. And I got it through some friends at UCLA. And I joined this company, AdMob, and lo and behold, you know, I got to do a bunch of traveling and I got to go to, you know, San Francisco, see the city, get out of the country. And the company did really well. You know, they, um, they raised some money from Sequoia. They raised some money from Excel and the team was amazing. Uh, it was my first job and I had no idea what I was doing. Uh, literally just fresh out of college and long story short, they got bought by Google. Okay. And, you know, it was a, it was a life changer for a lot of people. And, you know, it definitely changed my life also. So I did that. And then after, after AdMob Google, I, I got the chance to work at, um, kind of like a, a small, uh, computer vision company doing like really early, um, image recognition, computer vision, uh, bunch of guys from Stanford. And again, you know, I'm just this fly in the wall, you know, one of the, the littlest guy in the team, the nobody, and they get bought by Amazon two years later. And I'm like, wow, it's <laughs> yeah, awesome, man. Living the dream. I'm loving this, dude. This is like startup heaven. I'm like, wow. And then after that, I you know took some time off and did some traveling. And I actually went to uh, Nicaragua and Costa Rica and lived out there in the <laughs> kind of like in poverty with the, with the farmers and and uh, really got to see a different side of life. I took a bunch of my friends and my brothers and we just had a blast. So two week vacation turns into um, two months and okay. two months turns into three. We had all bought dirt bikes and we're roaming around the countryside in, in uh, Central America. Three months turns into six, six, seven, eight, nine. And there's always, um, there's always a beautiful woman involved. Always. So there's a beautiful green eyed Costa Rican girl. Fell in love and uh, we ended up getting married and (laughs) 10, 12 months later, I was married and moved back to L.A. And then when I get back to L.A., you know, I'm born and raised in um, El Sereno, California. It's kind of like nearby East L.A. Mm -hmm. And traditionally, you know, low income neighborhood, Hispanic. And I see, you know, people at the store like struggling to buy food and I see my neighbors and my family struggling to like, you know, be a part of all these, uh, all these cool new things that are happening uh, on, in terms of like mobile technology. And then I realized that, you know what, instead of building like AI and speech recognition and image recognition stuff, you know, technology should actually help people that need it the most. And the people that need it the most, you know, they're on food stamps and they're, they're having a hard time, you know, putting food on the table at the end of the month. So the more that I looked into it, I realized, hey, you know what? I remember when I was on food stamps as a kid, my parents were struggling. And I said, you know, something's got to be done about this. So that went on for a little over a year, just battling with those ideas. And and then the more research I did, I, you know, I realized, you know what? I have to do something about this. this is, so this is, um, that's where my uh, passion 
came into play and I said, you know what, we're going to, we're going to build out uh, a wallet so people can, you know, actually start to buy things online because it's ridiculous. People can't buy anything online if, if they're on food stamps. Doesn't make sense. That's incredible. So are you an engineer by trade? I know you said you went to UCLA and then have now worked at a handful of startups. Are you always in an engineering role, product role, sales role? No. So, you know, I, I, I had no idea what a startup was <laughs> growing up or going to college after working at these really great tech companies. You gotta, you definitely gotta know what you're talking about, but no, I'm not an engineer by trade. Okay. And where's uh, the company based now? Company's based here in LA. It's based in East LA. Which city in East LA? Like Highland Park? Yeah. It's, it's, it's this little neighborhood and it's called City Terrace. Okay. Yeah. Sounds familiar. Kinda close to Boyle Heights. There we go. Good old Boyle yeah. Heights. Nice. And how long are you guys going to be there for? You think you'll keep the company over there in East LA? Will you eventually move west? Are you happy where you are? Well, well, the company it's it's going digital, so it's a digital company, so it's it's got to go across the U.S. Right. Well, like, I mean, in terms of like yeah. where you're where you base your headquarters. Oh no, well, you know, to live and die in LA, we're going to stay right there. Good. And how many people work for All EBT right now? So we got me, CEO, founder, got another co-founder. We got one full-time engineer, um, about about 10 people working part-time right now. I know you mentioned you've done some traveling, spent time in San Francisco, and worked with these other companies. Why not launch this in the Bay or in New York or somewhere else? Why come back home to Los Angeles? You know, I think, uh, I think everybody should launch this, you know, startup where they feel home is. So, you know, I, I felt like, like I had, uh, I got my family here and, you know, I got, um, you know, my community here. And, and, you know, one of the things that, you know, I learned is if, you know, even if you're successful or whatever you do, it, it's always good to just like, you can move up, but like not move away. So my neighborhood, you know, I know everybody there and they know me and, um, you know, I, I feel a sense of security in that. That's good. What would you want to tell people that are, that are not familiar with EBTs? And I, I know a lot in tech, we talk about things that are sexy, like Right. starting big marketplace companies right. or self-driving cars or the latest social thing. But you're tackling, tackling a problem that, you know, 20% of Americans are affected by, yep. but not many know about. So what are some of the things that you, you would want the average listener or person to know yeah, about so what you're doing? There's a lot of assumptions. People assume that because you're either, you're on food stamps, that you're ignorant, that you might be poor, that you're probably low income, that you're, there's a lot of, uh, you know, negative connotations around being on food stamps. People get uncomfortable talking about it. People get uncomfortable buying things using their food stamps. And like I mentioned before, you know, there's a lot of problems that we're not going to be able to solve with technology. But, um, you know, one of the things that I wanted to bring up was people that are on food stamps are actually, their, their first device is a mobile device. Mm -hmm. And they actually are using mobile technology more than other people or other segments of the population. And, and then one of the other assumptions is that people that are on food stamps, they don't have any mobile phones or they don't have like the newest technology. Well, that, that's actually not true because if you're on food stamps, you actually qualify for another program called California Lifeline. And California Lifeline is a program where they give you a free device. That's and they amazing. give you free service and, uh, you know, they, they connect you to this digital economy. That's great. What we would want to do is fundamentally change the perception, you know, just because somebody is on food stamps doesn't mean they're 
what we wanted to mean is we wanted to mean that they're eating healthy, they're empowered, they're making financial decisions that are, you know, they're saving money, they're actually using technology to their advantage mm-hmm. and kind of change the change the narrative around social services in general. Okay. Um, you know, one of the great things about this podcast is not only highlighting uh, different entrepreneurs in Los Angeles and different backgrounds and where they're from, but also hearing about things that they've discovered while building their product or right. building out their team. What's something that's been interesting for you as you've built out all EBT, whether it's from uh, the way you've scaled the company or hired or developed the product? What was surprising or different? Let's start with something like um, yeah. about user acquisition. So you have a, a fairly new thing that people are not really used to is digitizing right. EBT. So as you've gone out and tried to sell this, are you selling to so like social services groups or individuals, consumers? What's been your, like, how do you get it out to the market? Right. What we've done is we've actually done something unorthodox and really kind of contrarian mm. in tech, in startup world in general, is uh, we actually opened up a store. So, really? Yeah, we opened up a freaking store in the okay. middle of East LA and the doors are open and it's, it's right in the middle of the community and we're you know actively uh, engaging uh, our users on a daily basis with the store. So, you know, maybe that's uh that's how we're doing for user acquisition in the short term. Sure. Of course, you know, those type of things don't scale. You know, we have strategies, you know, outside of that, but um that's what we've done in the in in the short term. We just opened up a store and said, "Hey, we're going to do it. We got to get these people in here. We got to get them in here now. They need to learn how to use a digital wallet. They need right. to learn how to use their Android devices to make purchases online. What, what better than having a store? They walk in, they think it's a, a supermarket. It looks like a soup. It look, basically looks like a small supermarket mm-hmm. from the outside. Okay. But when you get in, you're like, wow, this is not a, this is not my normal supermarket. What are these uh, iPads on that coffee table doing right there? What's this art on the wall? What are they? What, what's going on here? This doesn't look like a supermarket. And then the people walk in and they have the option to buy stuff, um, physical products, um, you know, food, milk, organic veggies, dairy, produce, meat, all that stuff is there, but it's in like a minimum quantity. Okay. And once they get their checklist done of milk, eggs, and, you know, beef, beef for the, for dinner, then we ask them, Hey, well, is there anything else that you need to buy like right now or in the next week that you don't see here? And if they think about it for a second, they're like, Oh yeah, you know what? I needed to buy, you know, this product that I can't find. I got to go all the way to the other side of town to buy it. And then we say, well, you guess what? We can, you can order it online right now and it'll get to your house like before you get there. And uh, that's basically how we, we bring them on board. That's amazing. It's very rare for tech companies to get um, face-to-face user interviews like that. Right. You know, a lot of times you have to make them get on a phone call or do some live presentation, but here you are actually meeting your customers face-to-face and getting totally. to ask them what they need and what they want, what's going to improve the product. Right. Um, you might be one of the few companies that I can think of that actually has a brick-and-mortar store <laughs> where your customers voluntarily yeah. come to you and tell you how they can make the product better. <laughs> that's, that's remarkable. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And it's a store slash co-working space slash headquarters slash, you know, art gallery, community center. You know, it's kind of all these things combined. So it's, uh, it's kind of multi-use. So what was day one like? So you get this space, you build it out, you put the sign up, you know, 9 a.m. on Monday morning, you open the doors and then what? 
Does the community come rushing in? Like, was it was it crickets? How do you launch a brick and mortar store in this digital age around a digital product? You know, it it, it didn't happen like that. It, you know, all these things happen. You know, the startup the startup progression of things is usually not that clear. But uh, you know, we were we were blessed to get a store, like probably a block or two from like a middle school. Okay. So every day there's you know a couple thousand people walking back and forth. And there are target, you know, people, customers, users, but beyond that, they're friends, they're the community members, they're mothers and their kids, people that, uh, you know, you don't hear about in the tech world, you know, people that, uh, that are off the radar for, for a lot of companies. Have, have your users been, um, receptive of this new way to use EBT Are people skeptical of it because it's new and something that they're not comfortable with, or are they taking to it quickly and, and happy to see the progression of, of EBT moving forward? There's this big spectrum of people that are on food stamps and we're trying to focus on the people that are tech savvy and mobile savvy. So, you know, these are people that are young. There's a young generation of people that are, you know, getting on, on, on food stamps where it's the Snapchat generation of people that are, you know, jumping onto food stamps and, you know, we want to make it so they can be comfortable, you know, talking about this stuff. Right. You know, because it is uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, you don't want to be in high school and say, hey, yeah, guess what? I'm on food stamps. But we want to figure out a way. How do we change that uh, perception for the better? I imagine that would be difficult if you were a, a kid now that's very tech savvy in middle school or high school and you saw your friends doing things like ordering Postmates or yeah, Uber Eats. exactly. You would feel left out because you were on EBT. But now you can kind of almost level the playing field by allowing those exactly, kids to do exactly. everything that their friends are doing and not feeling bad yeah. uh, or ashamed by it. And, and then, you know, disclaimer, uh, we're going to follow the rules within EBT and specifically, you know, SNAP and, all, and it's a government program. So there's no alcohol, there's no tobacco. And there's uh, some other restrictions that, you know, we also want to follow. Are there any LA tech companies that you've come across that you find interesting or working on problems that you feel like the rest of this community or the We Are LA Tech listeners should hear about? Anything that surprised you or delighted you? Oh, um, Everpedia. Everpedia. Okay. Um, they're a bunch of guys based out of UCLA. For people that don't know what Everpedia does, you want to give them a little uh, a little pitch, a little shout out. No, I don't want to. I don't want to. I can't. I can't pitch their stuff, but like, they're just like, you know, a hot set of guys that are doing some cool stuff in the like, you know, basically knowledge. Okay. <laughs> knowledge space. Is it everpedia.com or everpedia.org? Yeah, that's about right. Dot com. Dot com. Okay. I've yeah. been on there a few times. It's pretty cool. Yeah, they, yeah. They got some good people behind them too. Yeah, yeah. Those guys are doing. Yeah. Yeah, it's right very on. neat. If you had one ask of the tech community here in the greater Los Angeles area, what would that ask be? What would you want to see different or improved or what would make the community better, do you think? I think we got to just be, in a positive way, you know, push each other to excel, you know, yeah. be more critical of each other and, and kind of uh, expect more and, ex and push each other to, uh, you know, our uh, potential. One of the great things is just getting people informed about what's out there especially away from, you know, where we are here in Santa Monica and Venice, you know, there's right. other great startups that are downtown and beyond right. uh, and getting the message out, especially about startups that are solving community-based problems or, you know, problems yeah. like you are solving is a, is a great thing. You coming on this show, it's a great first step. Yeah, I really appreciate that. Of course. What is the best way uh, for people to get in touch with you or to contact you? Yeah, my email address is Eli at A-L-L-E-B-T dot com. Uh, the website's www 
allebt.com and uh you, know, you can check us out on angelist we're, we're you know raising the seed around there raising the seed right now are you hiring as well hiring too yeah hiring too. okay what positions are you hiring for oh no we got we shoot we want to bring anybody that's cool on board but uh specifically looking for uh so the front end is uh facebook so we're doing facebook messenger bot for the front end okay so anybody that that wants to develop on on you know fb or instagram or wechat or any of these messaging platforms those types of engineers you know come on board and anybody that's that's um really interested in uh fintech you know if you want to join it this is this is you, know, you can put us into a fintech category okay so it's a fintech startup we're also i mean long term not immediately but definitely like you know crypto and blockchain developers potentially what we want to do is figure out a way to decouple food stamps from government and create our own you know global food stamp currency that's, <laughs> that's amazing yeah that's the you know 30 50 year idea but uh you can yeah. do it in five to ten yeah yeah <laughs> but that's the idea so how do we figure how do we decouple food stamps and ebt outside of governmental control and you know create our own private food stamp program. That would be cool. That'd be very cool. If you're a crypto engineer out there and you want to solve a great problem that's affecting 54 million Americans, you should definitely get in touch with Eli. Uh, that does it for us. Unless you have anything else you'd want to tell the community or anything you want to talk about, a good story, an ask, want, a tell. This is your, your moment to shine. No, I just want to you know thank you guys for inviting me and I really appreciate it. You know, look forward to working with everybody in the future. Talk to you guys soon. That's about it. That does it for We Are LA Tech uh, with Eli, who's the founder and CEO of All EBT. Esprit is still out of office. When Esprit gets back, uh, you'll get to hear her lovely voice again. Uh, thank you for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. We Are LA Tech is independently funded by the community. We couldn't make this happen without your support. If you too want to contribute to We Are LA Tech and see us making the podcast, building the mobile apps, creating the events year after year, consider contributing at patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash We Are LA Tech. Thank you. We appreciate you.